0: The views and opinions expressed on the following program are that of the host and their guests and do not necessarily reflect the views of CJAM-FM. CJAM 99.1 FM, keeping your radio in a constant state of redefinition and now reaching higher ground in Windsor and Detroit. You're listening to Wind City Sports. On C-Jam. 99.1 FM. Now reaching higher ground in Windsor and Detroit. Yo, what's good? You're listening to C-Jam Radio, 99.1 FM. We are now reaching higher ground in Windsor and Detroit. You're listening to Windsor's only local sport podcast, with your host as always Drake Damore, this is Win City Sports. Win City Sports is here on CGM every Thursday with new episodes live at 8pm, replays on Mondays at 12 noon p.m. And you can hear every single one of our old shows on soundcloud.com, cjm.ca, now also featured on the Wii Podcast site and app. And as well, we also have a Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram account. We'll talk all about that at the end of the show, as we normally do. Today is Thursday, November 23rd, 2017 here in Windsor, Ontario, and it is episode 73 of Wind City Sports. Today is Thursday, November 7th, 2017, and it is episode 75 of Wind City Sports. Our Windsor Spitfires are taking on the Erie Otters right now over at the WSU Center, a rematch from the Memorial Cup Final. Logan Brown has been invited to the World Juniors for Team USA this year. More on that later on in the show, as well as some Lancer news and breaking down some Winter Express news. It all depends on how much time we have uh, at the end of the show, because we have another great interview for you. This is actually going to be a two-part this week and next week. We'll be hearing from MH Mahari Hagos of MH100 Fitness. If you don't know MH yet, you're going to get to know a lot about him today. Probably the best story from an individual that I've interviewed so far in the last uh, almost two years here doing Wind City Sports. It's a little different than some other interviews I've done. This is more of a life story about Mahari Hagos and how he uh, got to where he is now and what kind of drives him and the initiative of uh, the uh, movement that he's got going on right now with MH100 Fitness and all the programs and stuff that he's running. You might be familiar with Kicks for Kids, which is a charity event that he's been running for eight years now to support kids with uh, new shoes for Christmas time. So, of course, we're going to break down all that. We talked a little bit about boxing and his involvement with Win- Windsor Amateur Boxing Club, which uh, we spoke to Hunter Lee and Tucker Myers uh, two weeks ago, which is actually how this interview got set up. Shout out again to Coach Cedric Bed for uh, doing all this. When he brought me down to uh, the boxing club, he said he wanted me to interview Mahari and uh, decided you know we should take some time and kind of sit down and do this properly. And we did, and we got a great long interview out of it. So, like I said, I think we're going to split this into two pieces, and you will be able to hear... And watch the entire thing actually on We Podcast very soon. While part two of the interview will play here on C Jam next week. But before we get to this week's interview, we have two hours of business to take care of that we do every week here on Wind City Sports. First off, is our Windsor Lancers Athletes of the Week. Coming from our men's hockey team, it's goaltender John Reinhart, and from the women's basketball team, Carly Steer. The first year Lancer continued his excellent rookie campaign this past weekend as John stopped 36 of 37 shots and led the Lancers to a 4-1 victory over Guelph to close out the first half of the season. While the fifth-year senior had a tremendous weekend to close out 2017, Carly led the Lancers in both their victories over Nipissing and Laurentian. She finished the night on Friday against Nipissing with 15 points and led the way Saturday with a game high. 23 points so congratulations to the both of them on becoming our Windsor Lancers Athletes of the Week and now again before we get to the interview portion of the show we have to hear a quick PSA from Cjam: the things that keep us alive to keep doing the things we do like Win City Sports and all of our other programs following that we're gonna get right into the interview with Mahari Hagos so don't go anywhere are you a musician interested in getting your work recognized how about being played on the radio and getting paid for it registered SOCAN members can receive royalties each time their songs are played on various media forms like radio TV or films what is SOCAN? SOCAN is the Society of Composers authors and music publishers of Canada the Canadian copyright collective that administers the performing rights of more than 90,000 members for more information on how to get plays for your music register online at socan.ca. I actually some of
1: my shoes right here some of the shoes yeah? that I buy for the kids like, I, to, I buy them all year, right? So I'll store them in here. Stock some, them up. Some Jordans, some Adidas. I got some at home. Beautiful. All these, like, you know, equipment, basketballs, footballs, things like that. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's awesome they like yeah. to use this, too. Yeah, right. they're cool with it, man. Yeah. I've been here for a while. I don't know why I'm not running this place yet. Man.
0: <laughs> that's the crazy. enough, it up, movie. man. Um... That's the other thing I didn't realize like the kicks for kids was, was you really. That's like me, yeah. you know but like I told my brother, I was like when I showed up there I seen him I'm like I know this guy from somewhere. Yeah. I think it's just from around probably, you know, kicks for kids and stuff like that. See yeah. on on the news and stuff. So and then on Saturdays with Cedric at the fights and he was telling me like we were talking about the interviews I did with the kids. Yeah. And he's like, Yeah, it will be good and he's like really behind that kicks for kids things and yeah. I,
1: you know, like all hit me at once and I was like, Oh, that's it. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, that's me, bro. That's been going yeah. on for years years since 2000 2009 was my first ever oh yeah kicks for kids like christmas edition where i was bought shoes for the kids you're on eight years yeah i'm on eight years right now man that's awesome dude i know there's like tons of pictures i'll show you actually some pictures that we got when we first started it
0: do you have the med ball with you too
1: or no uh it's in my truck i can grab it yeah if if you want to grab that actually so I seen this one today. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. seen this today on my IG, like 2009. right? I think yeah, so or yeah, on my IG. Because I was re- trying to. Figure so like, it out, so. that's the same gym, bro. This 2009. Here? Yep. So these kids now are in high school. Some of them are working for the program. So like, some of them are. Most of these kids are in high school. When I first started it, a couple of them got full ride scholarships, basketball. Oh my god, that's my niece unbelievable! Two hundred thousand dollar TD Academic Scholarship. All from this neighborhood, you know, oh like, you're not even supposed to be going to university or college coming from this yeah, neighborhood, yeah. right? So, yeah, they got, them, like, 4 ride scholarships. Um They're all, like, top. Right now, when you, you walk in the gym, all the boys are making 200 shots. So, every day, they got to make 200 shots to get the shoes for Christmas. Oh, really? That's yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. That's wicked. So, like, the younger, younger ones, I'll have them do different things, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, um, a little more yeah. realistic, I guess. And then here, I where I do, like, the teenage boys and girls, where I bring uh, people that got like full ride scholarships to come and talk to them, about scholarships, about um, what do you call that? Like SATs and what they went through and how it is to play in D1 sports and things, you know? That's a And then do. there's like a younger crew, bro. Like five, as young as five, just putting in work. That's great. You know what I mean? All right, shoot the jumper now. I literally have the best job in the world, bro. It's, and then, like for like, actually seeing it now, like eight years later, to the boys that were like thirteen, being twenty-one right now, killing it. Like, um, my boy Moon is tutu, gotten a D one scholarship to LMU, and then he went back. He's at Carlton right now, right? And um, so this is I have him do like boxes, you know? Yeah. Like real. I got stuff upstairs for him. Like I started him young, bro. You know yeah, what I mean? for real. He a little kid. That's bro. great. So um. That's awesome. And then this is the end result. Like, he just got player of the week at Carlton. Oh, led his team to, uh, you know. I gotta look him up, man. Yeah, Moon is 2-2. He's from yeah. Windsor. Played prep school. They won uh, national championship at La Lamere. And then went to full-ride LMU in California. And now he's back at Carlton. Right. Didn't like it out there. He came back still oh, at yeah. Carlton and like they flew him out there like he's doing big things. And like oh, that's that they don't really people don't realize how big like college basketball is. Yeah. And, and, like how like the, and my thing is like,
0: that they have like flying. Back yeah. Like the know, thing like, is do with me
1: is he's playing college basketball and he's doing it so big. Like he's like the like basically like the poster child because he just he took what we were saying until he just. Yeah. Like, all yeah. I was trying to do was like preach to these kids to be like, hey, man, don't sell crack cocaine don't do crack cocaine, don't go to jail, you know, don't, don't be, like, what everybody expects us to be from this neighborhood, you know what I mean, like, your neighbors are crackheads, there are meth, now it's, like, meth heads and fentanyl addicts, like, somebody overdosed on fentanyl in the parking lot, it was in the newspaper, Mm -hmm. um, a couple kids that didn't come to this program, um, ended up, like, getting shot in the arm, like, 18, 19 year olds, you know, one of them that shot the kid in the east end is from this neighborhood, grew up right here, bro, and, like, that was the result of, like, because, a few years i had to leave for my medicine ball so the program when i Mm -hmm. left kids weren't coming right the older kids they have nothing in common with the with the employees right yeah connect with you right so so what happened then was some of the kids that didn't come that didn't have father figures things like that end up getting in trouble And when they get in trouble around here it's like serious trouble like shooting stabbing like selling drugs like serious Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so like for me to like Just have the program for them and come here and just you know, just simple basketball. It's just basketball, right? But it's keeping them out from this the the rough neighborhood that it is. You know what I mean?
0: Oh yeah, I always like I said a couple weeks ago. I learned long time ago. A lot little things go a long way. Small things can make a big difference. Yeah, just just basketball can change someone's life. Yeah,
1: so so I teach them all this fitness and all that. But like you know, then when they start like the girl Josephine in there, she was one of the girls from my program. Now she's doing the program, working here, working for the city. You know what I mean? Just let her, now she can climb the ropes like everybody else is doing, right? She graduated college first in her family. Another girl graduated college first in her family. Driver's license first in her family. Um, And then if they want, these job postings come up here too, right? So if they want to climb the ropes and they want to do something else and they want to do that, they can. You know, so Mm -hmm. it's not giving them opportunity. Yeah, it's
0: not just about... Getting them out of the bad neighborhood or whatever—it's opportunity for work, and for school, and for life. The, you know, man. Life, yeah. So. All right, man. That, that's great. What's 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 to do with this, dude? Like, all right. Um, so I always do like a big background. I know we were looking at the questions here. Yeah. This is probably the most broad way I've ever put it. Like I said, I always want to get a little background. Everyone, just yep. tell me your story.
1: All right. That's well, it. you know where are you from? Why, I, um, do you do I was do born kind of in Eritrea. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, it's northern Ethiopia. They had a war, and it's like. In the '90s, '93, '94, um, my family was like war torn. I remember like my first memories was um, going to grade school, like junior kindergarten, and my older brother coming to pick us up because we had to like keep... like we running away from school because they're blowing up schools and hospitals. So as we're running home, I just remember little things like my first memories were war. You know what I mean? As we're running home. You can see missiles. You can see people getting shot. You see, like, the Ethiopian soldiers were coming, invading Eritrea, where I was from, right? So then um, in 1993, we moved from Eritrea to Ethiopia, right? Because we were trying to—we had brothers and sisters in Windsor and one had another brother in L.A. So they were trying to get our family to come here, you know, away from the war, like every yeah. other refugees and things like that. So we moved to Ethiopia, lived in the slums out there for two years and then uh we our, our papers got passed and we, we were able to come and we moved to we they brought seven of my me my brothers and my sisters and my mom my dad was already here also they brought us here and then in 1994 april we landed in Toronto stayed there for a month and it was my older brother's idea he didn't want us growing up in Toronto for some reason my sister was living in the hood out there and was like hey man i live in Windsor small town drive them down here mm-hmm. so came to Windsor uh and then life started happening in 1994 april so uh came to windsor uh, i was going to grade f- four in gordon mcgregor right oh, yeah? okay so yeah. i told my mom i said man i need new shoes you know i'm slipping all over i needed back to school shoes right this is why mh kicks for kids started right. so i tell th- i tell my mom and she tells my brother he needs new shoes he's slipping right so there's there's a bunch of us you know i'm the youngest of nine right oh yeah okay. yeah oh, so cool. My oldest brother says, all right, cool, we'll get him some new shoes, though. So they go, go over to Detroit, and they give me these shoes. And I'm grass, I'm cutting, I'm killing people. Like, I'm so fast on grass, right? And <laughs> I'm in grade four. So I walk in the hallways of Gordon McGregor, and one of the, the, the kids goes, Hey, Mahari, man, wh- why are you wearing baseball cleats? So they bought me baseball cleats for back-to-school <laughs> shoes, dude. So years later, when I was working at Waterworld, I seen a, a little Arabic girl wearing soccer cleats as shoes. Like, in the gym, she's running around mm. in soccer cleats. Mm. And it triggered in my mind, I'm like, wow. Like, they all go through this, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. We all go through this. So then um, I started the Kicks for Kids Foundation, where I buy all the kids. You know, I just reward them, right, when they come and work out hard. You know, I just want to give them, like, give them something for Christmas. Because, number one, I know they need shoes. And number two, I was right there with them, where yeah. Christmas Christmas you, always yeah. missed us.
0: You see, that was me. Like, You know what I mean? You looked at that girl and said... That was me when I was nine years old at Gordon McGregor,
1: right? And that's when it was like, this is what I got to do? Is that what happened? Yeah, Yeah. like, I realized, like, you know what? It just brought back memories. I'm like, wow, like, you know, I wonder how, you know, how much these kids are getting teased at school, you know, for for having shoes like this. And, you know, their parents can't understand, right? So, like, I realized, I'm like, wow, man, let me do something about this. Because I knew, I, I relate to them big time. And that's why, big reason why I work here. From Gordon McGregor, we moved downtown in 1997 right here 398 Wyandotte Street right next door to Waterworld at the time Waterworld wasn't built and I was going to Bagley I'm at Bagley and it's way different than Gordon McGregor I went from a school where it's all these white kids and they had lunches and we if you didn't have lunch you know everything was good and they had their own I go to Gordon McGregor and we have breakfast clubs and lunch clubs because kids didn't have lunch Mm -hmm. right so I'm like oh man um, I'm at Bagley and I'm, I'm, I'm just realizing how rough it is right on the walk home and on the walk, I see drug addicts, I see drug dealers, right? That's what we, we thought was cool. So me and my, I have my best friend, Daryl Townsend who plays in the CFL. Yep. We lived here and we played <clears throat> ball in the gym right here every day. And we seen all these people we looked up to, right? And they're all, you know, nothing against them. And it wasn't their fault because that's probably all they knew because of their parents. Probably that's all they knew. Yep. They were telling us, "Hey, man, go sell crack if you want to make money." Like, like in rap music, what you hear, you know, like, yeah, yeah. do this, do oh, that, yeah. you know. And it was right in our neighborhood, right. So, playing. Luckily, we we're good in sports, so we played Core City basketball. So every weekend, instead of being in the neighborhood, we'd be gone away for tournaments, right. So, the tournaments kept us away. So I know how important sports are, right? Because practice and tournaments. The more you're at the gym, the more you're in the gym. The more you're at practice or going to tournaments or playing games, the less you're in the neighborhood. You know what I mean? The less you're about to... If you ain't doing nothing and you're just sitting there and, you know, it's easy to get into the the game, right? So
0: That's a good point. Because people always say, you know, like sports gets you out. But, like, I I think of it as a sense of, like, you know, coaching and connecting with people. Not necessarily what you're saying, but that's like a real, like, eye-opener. It's very true because you're literally getting those kids away from...
1: Away from it. You know what I mean? If you can take them away for a few hours and they get to meet somebody, a coach, another player, somebody different, because all they know in the neighborhood they grow up in is that, oh, I have to sell drugs or I have to do drugs because that's all they see. Yeah. That's all they see in oh, the neighborhood, like right? That, yeah. So then um, I got the job at Windsor Waterworld as a gym supervisor. So I was upstairs, the gym used to be upstairs, and I used to just supervise, and I was helping some of the lifeguards. I was training the lifeguards. So one of these girls I was training, she started losing a bunch of weight. And the, her, the lifeguard supervisor named Bonnie Bailey seen that and said, how are you losing all this weight? Why are you looking so good? She said, oh, Mahari, am hurry upstairs. So she met with me and said, hey, man, we need, she started training me. and It's like, hey, you need to start teaching classes. Started doing my boot camp classes. And that's how the MH100 Med Ball came across. All right. So all the, wor- the workers from 350 and 400, they'd come for crunch to lunch Yep. They'd walk over here and yeah. do their, their half hour class yep. Classes were booming right? they hear right. about this kid and At Waterworld <laughs> And I noticed, I'm like, man, they're coming here They have a half hour to work out Took them five minutes to take out all these equipment Took them another five minutes to put the equipment back with breaks and everything, I realized their workouts weren't, you know, they're having fun, but they weren't efficient, right? So I, then I came up with a one-tool MH100 medicine ball where it's a kettlebell medicine ball app wheel all-in-one where they come in there, grab that one tool, and start training, right? So that's how I came up with that years after I was doing the class. I was just trying to be innovative, you know, yeah, looking and thinking, yeah. and then I said, hey, you know what? If they come, they can grab this med ball. You can do abs with it, legs, you know, cardio, core, yeah. all of that, right? It's like it's more sort of
0: an efficient way to get a better workout in a, yeah. sl- in a shorter time. shorter right? time. Yeah. So
1: they, it takes them literally 10 seconds to grab it, um, less breaks, so the ball's always in your hands, right? So that way they're burning more calories, right? So classes were booming. Then Bonnie Bailey says to me in 2008, she said, hey, man, I got a flyer for you. So she got this flyer. I still have it. It says, training with Mahari. And it's for kids, from fourteen to sixteen year olds. She says, Go around the neighborhood and get the kids. You know, let's let's start training these kids in the gym mm-hmm. after school from four to six. I said, Alright. These kids happen to be my nieces and nephew, my neighbors, you know, my yeah, friends, neighborhood young kids, neighborhood yeah, kids. Yeah, like yeah, they're yeah. all my people, right? Oh, yeah. So they come in and they start working out, and that's when Moon is tutu is one of those kids. Devonte okay. Devontae, Pierce, all these kids, Rebecca, Hagos, Robel, they all were coming here working out, and it was just working out. I was helping them jump higher, right? So the next, you know, after one summer, they all start dunking it. Oh, there's this guy named Mahari. we doing an MH100. We're jumping out through the roof, right? So at the end of the program, I would motivate them. And during the workouts, it wasn't just a workout. I would motivate them to become better at school, you know, to become better athletes, to become greater than just, you know, just a kid from the neighborhood, you know, to have bigger dreams and not just think that, hey, you know what, I'm going to be, I'm going to end up like my mom who's a crackhead or I'm going to end up like my older brother who's a, a crack dealer, you know what I mean? So yeah. I said, you know what, I'm going to change that stigma, right? So during that process, while I was training these kids, I started rewarding them, buying them shoes also at the end of the program and they started doing so good in school and so good in sports and at the same time, my friend Tyrone was doing his thing at Boise State right, he gets drafted to the NFL, and I was I was helping him with fitness a little bit, right, you know, I was training him a bit, so now it's like, oh, man, Tyrone was a big part of it, he said, hey, man, I love what we're doing down here, and he, every time he comes down to Windsor, he, we get together, and yeah. we, we, we train the kids right here, yeah.
0: that's so cool, you know what right, I mean, right here in the same neighborhood He's, that he and you grew up yeah. in, Yeah. so
1: cool, and now there's an NFL superstar coming to hang yeah, out with yeah, that's him. big time, especially <laughs> for a neighborhood like this, you know, yeah. I mean? that's...
0: That's incredible. So,
1: me and him became, and he loves he loves it. He's a big supporter, and we do backpack giveaways in um, uh, August for when they go back to school. Give them new clothes, you know, um, you know, brand name stuff, yeah. just to make them feel cool and and just to probably not get teased at school and to give them more confidence, right? Yeah. And to let them know, hey, you know what, man, just it's okay, you know, you're gonna this is gonna happen, but just keep going, right? So everyone knows
0: what that's like, and like I said, you guys. Especially, yes, you know we, yeah, like, we, right? we,
1: we had obstacles, and, and we both have different obstacles, but we both overcame them, and at the same time, we're just trying to show these kids, like, hey, you know what, you can make it, right? So, mm-hmm. started helping the kids, and the program grew, and we started saying, hey, you know what, let's do the program from kids from five years old all the way up to 18-year-olds. So, we started getting grants, uh, got an after-school grant, where these kids come and they get free snacks, and during when the grant's done, when school's done, I rent the gym. With Tyrone, and, and we help these kids with training. We also take him to Malden Park. And he comes to Malden Park. And, like, Instagram photos, everything with him training at Malden Park with them. Yeah. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? I've seen it. I've seen you know it. what I cool. mean? So, it's, it's like, cool. can you imagine, like, like, that in my day, like, an NFL player, let alone a Dallas Cowboys yeah. captain of the team coming to train with you mm-hmm. to show you, like, this is how pro trains. Right? So, to just... My biggest thing is all training and fitness, and I'm helping them get fit, and which is great, obviously, with childhood obesity at an alarming rate right now. Um, I'm helping them, you know, have bigger dreams, but at the end of the day, we're teaching them work ethic.
0: Yeah, that's that's one thing I want to say. I like how you're having them put in the work, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then they get the reward. Yeah. You don't expect anything to be handed to you, right? Cause like right. Because like I said, it's going
1: to help you in sport and in school. Yeah. You're going to do the work to get yep. the yep. achievement, right? Yes, sir. That's what it's all about. And after that... The program just been growing ever since, and I've been so blessed with my business is growing, mm-hmm. um, you know. Um, I had to leave for a little bit, and I noticed when I left, some of the kids that weren't able to come into the program, how how affected they were. Like, we're building on stats right now to the kids that were in the program, like I said earlier to you, full-ride academic scholarships, to a TD, $200,000 scholarship, she, you know what I mean, I where know. she works every summer with TD and... and, and got to go to york university any university of her choice right to moon is tutu going from windsor from the west side projects to you know all the way down to los angeles to lmu and now we got kids that um playing prep high school basketball and even here in windsor the kids that are from the program when it comes track season they're number one you know they're all involved in sports right Mm -hmm. which if they know they know that if they work hard they're going to be rewarded Right, so
0: exactly like we we're talking, right? Yeah, and it's good. It's crazy to see it come right here, for, right here in Windsor. Yeah, you know what I mean, like you're saying, like get along in a neighborhood like this. Windsor alone to have yeah. that much success. I, I love seeing it, and it just that's nice, why we do, we do. what we do is win yeah. city sports. You know, is to promote everything in Windsor around sports and recreation, and yep. to see those people succeed is that's what it's all about. Yeah, I love man. it. Um, so yeah, I talk a little bit about like your business expanding and stuff. Uh, you're involved in a lot of different yeah. like organizations, like obviously you're here with the city. You have MH100 Fitness. Just kind of generally tell me about all the stuff that you're kind of involved in right now, and okay. sort of like the programs and stuff, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, it all's all under one umbrella, obviously fitness and motivation. Mm-hmm. But um, I've been working for the City of Windsor since 2008. Right? Remember I told you yeah. so. Um, I'm involved with so much different things. Uh, I started working with Cedric. Uh, he was my trainer originally. I, I love personal training and I love fitness. I needed you know take it to the next level so I started doing pads with Cedric right and doing boxing with Cedric and uh, Cedric asked me and shows how humble he is, you know to say said you know it's a lot of trainers think they know it all, right mm-hmm. And like with me, I feel like if I don't know something I'm gonna go learn right So he says to me he said, hey man, I'll love it if you can help our boxers with strength and conditioning. You know, with stretching and things like that and motivate them, right? So I'm like, no problem. It's right up in my alley, right? So we both, we're both, we both doing the exact same thing where he's helping the boxers and I was helping the kids in the neighborhoods at risk youth, right? Mm-hmm. So I said, no problem. I went in there, started working with uh, Windsor Amateur Boxing Club and helping the kids with fitness. But now um, I had a fundraiser last Friday, right? Now I got them uh, for provincials tomorrow. I'm giving them all brand new shoes, Brand new head to toe, like Windsor Amateur Boxing Club outfits, socks. Just making them, you know, rewarding them, letting them know, hey man, all that hard work. You know, my biggest saying is, if you don't grind, you don't shine, right? So like, you guys been grinding, and now here you can be shining as a team, right? And I noticed they didn't have, they didn't even have team uniforms. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then I, I noticed their shoes weren't up to date, and their their equipment wasn't up to date. So I said, hey man, let me take, let me take over on that part, right? So. Came in with the Windsor Amateur Boxing Club and been helping the boxers. Um, Also, I do a women's boot camp that I run. um, Similar to the Crunch to Lunch, but this one's boxing slash boot camp. So they do a boot camp workout at the beginning, core, legs, bands, and then they do a boxing workout for the last half hour of the class.
0: City Sports, Windsor's only local sports podcast on CJM, 99.1 FM. We just heard from MH, Mahari Hagos of MH100 Fitness. Unfortunately, you got to cut it at that point, but uh, he'll be back next week with part two of the interview with MH. We're going to pick up pretty much exactly where we left off right there, and just keep it rolling. There's still a lot more to talk about with MH, about uh, his Kicks for Kids uh, campaign, and all the other things that he's involved with, and... All of the uh, fitness programs that he's run, we've he barely even talked about that. So uh, there's plenty to come in the next interview. Although, uh, as mentioned at the top of the show, you should be able to watch it on B Podcast very soon, uh, within the next couple of days. Got to keep up on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and uh, we'll post it on there when it is really good. But now we're going to break down some news here for you Windsor Lancer Sports are going to be taking a little hiatus for the Christmas break. They return to the St. Dennis Center with women's basketball on December 28th for the 7pm game against Laval, and again the next day with a doubleheader again against Laval on the 29th. Then the men's basketball team will also be playing at the St. Dennis Center in afternoon action at 4pm against Bethel College. There's also going to be men's hockey action on the road on the 30th, and that is all until the new year. We'll be breaking down by a little bit more next week. Our Windsor Express basketball team is on a three-game three road trip this week. Last night they played Cape Brenton, then they'll be heading out to Halifax before coming back to Ontario for London. They return to the WSU Centre on Friday, December 15th, against the St. John's Edge. The next time our Windsor Spitfires are back at the WSU Centre following tonight's game is next Thursday against the Mississauga. After coming off a game last uh, Tuesday over the Kitchener Rangers, I'm sure they're looking forward to returning home. And as mentioned earlier at the top of the show, Logan Brown has been invited to join Team USA in the World Juniors, which kicks off on Boxing Day, as it always does. But I think that's going to be all for Win City Sports this week. We're here on CGM every Thursday, live with new episodes at 8 p.m. and replays on Mondays at 12 noon p.m. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can hear all of our old shows on SoundCloud, or on CJM.ca We're also now on the We Podcast site and app. Go to their website wepodcast.ca or download the app on Google Play or Apple Store. Next week we're back with part 2 of the interview with M.H. Mahari Hagos. But until then, smell you later.